Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Content and Cafecito podcast. I am your host, Kathy Keaton, and y'all, it has been a week. Let me tell you, it has been a week. I am recording this on a Friday, and you are hearing this on a Wednesday, but whether you're hearing this on a Wednesday, on a Friday, on a Monday, it's still been a week, okay? I felt like Monday was five seconds ago. This week flew by. Flew by. Let me know, like, in the comments on my Instagram, on the Content and Cafecito Podcast Instagram, let me know if this week flew by for you because this week was so fast and so much has happened this week. Like, let me just say, so I actually felt like it was a good week. You know, I do work full-time in the hospital and um, I'm also a business owner on the side as well and I felt like overall it was pretty good you know like my office wasn't that crazy work wasn't that crazy um I've had all of my content planned so it was pretty smooth sailing I also did a like incredible incredible free masterclass um yesterday um on August 25th And it's all about saves, shares, and engagement. So I was like in my vibe, in my zone. Like, you know, when you're like doing something that you like really love, I was like in my, in my zone yesterday. (laughs) So I'm going to actually include that in the show notes so that you guys can dig in. It's completely free um, and you're going to love it. So I'm going to um, include that. But yeah, I have so many new things that um, are coming up for me. I just like, whenever I get into my vibe like that, I usually like, download like mentally so many new content ideas and so many new like things that I want to do for you guys and it's just everything to me like everything <laughs> sorry it did not like mend yawn oh I'm sorry I forgot to set the scene how could I I was so busy like ready to talk about myself that I forgot to set the scene okay so I did not have a cafecito today but I had something um if you could hear that, that's the ice from my iced matcha latte. So let's talk about like my typical type of coffee orders and like drink orders, because I feel like that's very personal to people. And I feel like it's very important. So my typical coffee order would be a, well, uh, let's see, like if we're like making it from home or we're like ordering it. So if I'm making it from home, I, I don't like iced coffee at home. I don't know why. Like I would rather like a hot cup of coffee at home. So I have like um cafe um cafe bustelo with some creamer and that's it. Like I would have like a little bit of like caramel macchiato creamer and that's it. Um but when I'm like ordering it, so my typical Starbucks order, let's get into it. Let's get into it because I know this is very like scientific for some people because they be like talking about the Pythagorean theorem in Starbucks and sometimes it's not that deep but now I understand (laughs) because I get all of these like specifics and I'm like oh my god the Starbucks workers must hate me but actually I saw on TikTok that they love doing all of that specific stuff so you know I'm gonna just keep doing it anyway so my typical Starbucks order is a venti I mean because I mean if you're gonna be paying that much you might as well like just get the venti a venti iced matcha latte with coconut milk two pumps of chai and vanilla sweet cream cold foam and let me just tell you this my sister just told me recently shout out to becky my sister just told me recently 
to add two scoops of vanilla bean powder changed my life. Literally changed my life. Changed my life. So yes, that is my Starbucks order. I would love to know your Starbucks order. Like, what is your favorite Starbucks order? And are you like a Starbucks girl or like are you a Dunkin' girl? Because I have moods. Like right now, the Starbucks that is around the corner from my job that I usually go to in the morning, they are like doing random construction on it, whatever. Um, So I couldn't like place a mobile order and I thought like something was wrong with my app. And then I passed by it and I'm like, oh, you're like deconstructed. Cool. So I had to go to Dunkin'. And at Dunkin', I usually get the same thing. I usually get the matcha, but the matcha does it doesn't it doesn't hit the same. Um, but I got it this morning because you know whatever. Um, but usually from Dunkin', my order is just like a caramel iced coffee with almond milk. I never get um whole milk because I am a lactose intolerant queen, so I'm not gonna get whole milk. But yeah, almond milk or coconut milk is my go-to. But yeah, I would love to know your coffee orders because I feel like that's really personal for people, you know, like your coffee order just like says like who you are as a person. (laughs) Um, And I also feel like um, you have to be like in the mood for certain coffee, like you have to be in the mood for hot coffee, you have to be in the mood for um, iced coffee. Like there's a certain mood that it just gives you. Like when I wake up in the morning, when I'm working from home and I'm waking up in the morning, like I love a good hot coffee, even if it's the summer, like I'll be in my AC and I'll have like a good hot coffee. But then like you have like, if I'm like going to visit my family in the Bronx, like I need a bodega coffee. Like there's something about a bodega coffee, light and sweet that just hits. It just hits. Ooh, especially with the bread, like the the roll that you just dip in the coffee. Oh my God. Oh, I need to go back to Bodega. <laughs> Seriously. But we're not gonna spend this whole time talking about coffee. Um, I wanna get into like the nitty-gritty of this episode. Um, so in this episode, we are going to be talking about let me just pull up the topics that I had discussed and which one I was going to um to talk about today. Oh yes. Okay, cool. So today we're actually going to be talking about red flags in entrepreneurship and in corporate, right? So this is going to be like a two-part series. So first I'm going to be talking about red flags in corporate. And then the second series, the second episode after this, like the episode after this, I will do a, um, a second part, like a part two of red flags. And that will be for entrepreneurship. So if y'all have your coffee ready, if you're more of a tea person, then that's cool too. But you notice I paused, right? <laughs> if you're more of a tea person, that's cool too. But if you're a coffee person, get ready to just take a sip because there's a lot of red flags when it comes to corporate. When it comes to working nine to five, I'm a nine to five girly. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you're most likely a nine to five girly as well. Like you're more most likely working in your full-time job, listening to this on your commute, listening to this on your break. So I'm, I, or it, even if you're not in corporate anymore, then and you were once in corporate, you're going to understand exactly what I'm saying. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I have a few red flags. I'm not going to put a number to it because you know me and I can literally just like think of things like on the spot. So um, if I say like, oh, I have four like red flags for corporate, 
I'm going to like, I'm going to come up with like five or six. <laughs> so let's not even put a number on it. But the first red flag in corporate, this is whether you are applying for a job or whether you are already there is performance reviews. And I'm only saying that because I always feel like, in my experience, I always feel like performance reviews always have an ulterior motive. Like, have you noticed that? Have you noticed that whenever you have to go and meet with your manager, meet with your boss, first of all, whenever they send you that freaking Outlook um, calendar invite that's like, oh, this is your one-to-one with this person, doesn't like your, your stomach like do a little flip? You just, you know what to expect already. And you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> what are they about to tell me now? Like you always have to feel like you have to go in expecting something that you didn't expect. You know what I mean? And it's always like, even if you have like five stars across the board, it's always something that they're not giving you. It just is what it is. I have never met someone that was in a corporate job that literally like wasn't annoyed at their performance review. Like I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to hold you. I am a very hard worker. As you, as some of you may know me, you know that I get that from my, from my parents actually, because they're very, very diligent people. They're very like hardworking people. And they've instilled that in me as being like a hard worker. Um, and the funny thing is like, if you're Latina, you have to work like extra hard, but we're not even going to get into that topic because I could be here all day, but, um, my performance reviews have never been bad. Like, I've always had good performance reviews. It's always like, oh, Kathy is a great worker. You know, like, she takes initiative. She does this. She does that. But I always feel like, especially in the section. Oh, okay. So let's get into it. In the section that they talk about where they're just like, um, what does Kathy need to improve on? And I'm thinking, like, if you just gave me, like, a, a star quality performance review, then what are you going to say I need to work on? I'm confused. But because they have to put something there and they don't want to leave it blank, they'll be like, oh, um, Kathy needs to, would, or it would be like Kathy would benefit from doing this more or taking more initiative or take, or, or helping her colleagues more with like taking on more leadership projects. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. (laughs) Like, just as a side note, like, am I the only one that literally is not going above and beyond in their corporate job anymore because i feel like money talks that's number one <laughs> first and foremost money talks so i'm not gonna go above and beyond for a company that's literally not paying me to do so and honestly sometimes the money isn't worth it sometimes you rather have different working conditions you know um like right now i have a hybrid schedule and i hate it like yes i am appreciative that i can work from home half of the week well, like two days actually, but I want to work from home five days. And the thing is that I, that that's literally how I am, you know, like working from home is going to be the ideal type of work situation that I have. It's going to make it, it makes me feel like so much more productive. And I feel like I just went off on a tangent again. You see, this is the problem. This is this is what happens. I told you, this is what happens when um I try to put a number on things. But yeah, so the first red flag was um in corporate was performance reviews. Now the second red flag is um in corporate is when you're applying for the job. Like when you're applying for a job and you go to the interview 
and they don't ask you like specific questions. They just ask you like very general questions. I'm like, okay, like, what do y'all really want to know? Don't ask me why I applied for this job because I applied for this job because there was an opening and I wanted to leave my job. Like, don't, don't do that. And I'm not applying for this job for volunteer work. Like nobody's doing that. So no. Um, but when they ask you questions too, that are just very general, um, or they say like, oh, hey, do you have any questions for us? And listen, I have seen some TikToks, like some corporate baddie TikToks that have been like, listen, if your boss or your future boss asks you that, these are the things to ask them. And they were really, really good. But I think that the that the most important thing that you can identify in an interview is if they're like, oh, yeah, our company culture is like we're like family. Red flag. Bye. I like if I had a flag right now, I will wave it. Red freaking flag. Any. And from experience, I was in like a really toxic corporate environment before I was in this job. Any job that is going to describe their company culture as a family is a problem. It's a problem. And it might seem like it's not bad. It might seem like, oh, yeah, you know, they like treating their... No, 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 no. I know from experience that that is going to backfire like ASAP. It's going to backfire quickly. It's just not... It's not the vibe. And I don't want to be part of your family. I want to come here, work, clock out, and go back to my family. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I don't want to be part of your family culture. I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good. But also, whenever you... I feel like the most important question that you should ask someone on an interview is how would you say you treated your employees during COVID-19? Because listen, there was a lot of jobs that let their employees go. Some, you know, obviously not at the fault of their own. Sometimes that they didn't have a budget to keep people and stuff. But some people, some companies really did not treat um, employees well during the pandemic. You know, my company did. So I give, I am extremely grateful for that. But there's some companies that didn't. So, mm-mm. and also a red flag is like, um, can you give me details of why you left your your last job? Some, and you know, some jobs don't need to know that. <laughs> like, what if I left my last job because um, I was having a disagreement or I got into a, like, I was in a very toxic environment. Like, how do you explain that to a new boss? Plus, toxic can be different to different people. Like, some people can tolerate more things than others can. I my tolerance level has slowly dwindled over the years. So there's not much that I can tolerate in a job. But yeah, like how do you know? No, just no. And you know what I do like though? I like the, um, the, what you call it? What do you call that? The behavioral analysis questions i had to look it up i was like what is the name of that the behavioral like analysis questions that they ask you like oh describe to me a time where um you encountered a problem at work that was extremely difficult to solve but you solved that anyway and i'm like oh let me bring on my list like this is the stuff that i live for i like things like that because it makes me think and it makes me like have a conversation with the person instead of it just being like an interrogation like i don't like interviews like that i don't like interviews that feel like an interrogation um Also, another red flag in a job is when they have, and this might be a little controversial, so bear with me, but when they have um, those equal opportunity, like diversity meetings, and they like, 
like coerce you to join them just so that they can um they can say that they have employees joining them like huh we don't want extra meetings we don't want extra um extra things to join we don't want extra groups we don't want extra things like that we want to get paid more and we want to work from home at least i do and i know that a lot of people that i've um spoken to want to work from home too and they want to get paid more i don't understand you know what i mean like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense also another um Another red flag in corporate is when you can't get any type of feedback from any previous employees. Like you know how you know how a job wants to contact like your previous employers? How about you ask them like, "Oh, can I speak to two of your previous employees?" You know, like let's turn the tables on it. Because they're going to give you the tea. <laughs> they're going to let you know like, "Girl, I don't I don't know." I don't know if you should do it. Also, you should ask them. This has turned into like not only red flags, but like turning it around, like solutions. So I'm a solution oriented person. So let's do this. But I feel like you should ask them what their staff turnover rate is. And if they have any exit interviews that you should um, that you that you can read, because if you join a company that everything looks good on paper, you're doing great in the interview but people are quitting all the time and very often, then that's maybe not an indication that you want to work there, you know? That something's going on that either somebody's not saying or you really have to be like in the actual job in order to find out. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't, it just doesn't make sense. So I definitely think that that is a red flag. Um, I forgot what the name of that is, but y'all can, um, y'all can help me out with that. Um, but yeah, also if like you notice that there's a lot of competition in the job, like nobody wants to go to work and compete. If I wanted to do that, I would like join the Olympics. No, literally, like nobody wants to go to work and compete. Literally, some people only want to come into work and leave. That's it. If you are an overachiever and you're the type of person that likes to clock in early and leave late, then that is on you. But that is not me. Because that can easily lead to burnout and we can get more into that later. But that is just, that's just not me. Also, if they notice that, like, if if they're, like, if you're noticing, like, in your job that, like, there's, like, no work-life balance, like, they're expecting you to, like, always, like, be attached to your email, like, they're encouraging you to download your email on your phone, like, never to put your away message on, like, if they're um, emailing you outside of, like, work hours, like, no, sorry. And that goes into setting boundaries too. And we could have another episode on that. But like, if I am working from nine to five, then I'm only responsible and responding to matters that happen between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Even if it's at 5.01, I don't care. Because literally like this entire company is not going to be destroyed because I don't respond to an email at 5.01. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So definitely set your boundaries with that as well. And I think my last one is going to be micromanaging. I maybe should have put this as, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to just end it with a bang because micromanaging has to be my number one red flag anywhere. I I feel like if an employer has 
hired someone, if you have hired an employee, right, you hired them because they had the qualifications for that job. And when you interviewed them, you felt them out, you spoke to them, you realized that, yes, like this person is a good fit for this company. This person is a good fit for this role. And they went through like significant training or had the specific like um, experience in order to fit the role. So why, when the employee is actually working, do you have to like lean over their shoulder? Why do you have to clock in with them every hour asking them if they have finished their task for the day? Because that just develops a lack of trust in people. That develops people having a lack of trust in themselves. I can't operate like that. And I've worked in a place like that where they were constantly like, oh, did you finish this? And it's like, if I finished it, I will let you know that I finished it. Or you can literally go on to the spreadsheet or to the email or whatever um, the project was on to see if it's completed. Like you don't have to constantly check in with me asking that because the amount of time that I'm spending looking at your email to respond to you about a project that I'm finishing that I fa- or that I finished already, it's taking away time from something else I could be doing. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I don't believe in micromanaging at all. I like having the freedom to be able to First of all, organize my tasks for the day in a way that I see fit that would be conducive to my workflow. And, you know, everybody works different. So that's something different. But um, I can't be watched like a hawk. Like, it's just not, it's not healthy. It's really not healthy. So micromanaging, micromanaging will send me over the edge. <laughs> if I notice that somebody is micromanaging me, I'm going to be like, okay, I can't breathe. Like, do you want to do it? Like, that's the way that I honestly, it may not, it may not be positive, but that's the way that I react sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, um, if you're watching me so closely and you're asking me if I'm doing this, um, do you just want to do it and take care of it so that you, you know, don't have to waste time because literally like you're making me feel nervous. And then I feel like I can't do my job effectively because you're watching every move I make, you know, like it just doesn't, that's not the vibe. So those were like my red flags in corporate and in corporate culture. Um, if you have any more red flags, please let me know because I am all about being solution oriented so we can turn those red flags green and really decide like what we're going to do to fix them or what you can do to avoid them. Um, I am going to do a second part to this episode about red flags and entrepreneurship because that one's going to be juicy and I actually have to like organize my thoughts for that because I have a lot to say about that <laughs> because as you know um I've can't I've come from an MLM which was extremely toxic and I will be able to spill the tea on all of that so yeah um I am going to drink some water because I definitely need to be hydrated And I would love actually to hear your feedback on this podcast because it is not easy to record like this is it's only been like 20 minutes, but it's not easy to record for 20 minutes straight. It's not podcasting is not for the week. It's not easy to do that. And also it's not easy to do that alone. Like it's easy to do it when you have um, somebody with you and you're just having like a conversation, but to do it alone, it's really like it's. It's not for the week, but I am up for the challenge. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to eventually like take this podcast um, to big places. Like I have so much that I'm thinking about for this podcast, whether it comes to obviously like eventually getting sponsorships, but also like 
making a YouTube channel, also like hopefully like hosting masterclasses and trainings on here because as you know, I am a um an online strategist, so I would love to like bring that here. Um, but I'm a very visual learner and I'm a visual teacher as well. So with audio, it's um, very limited in what I can teach. But yeah, I would definitely love um, to do that. I'm thinking of doing merch in the future. So there's a lot that I am thinking about doing for this podcast, but I can't wait. And I live off of your feedback and support. So if you can go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, leave a five-star review, please, because that's how um, Apple and all of the other podcast platforms push my podcast out to you guys. Um, Yeah. And let me know what you want to hear next. All of the information you're going to be able to find in the show notes. Um, And I cannot wait to keep on doing this for you guys. So with love, stay safe and I will see you next time.